Welcome to the Clappers, your home for meaningful discussion. This is Andrew Young. And this is Carl Quinn. Carl, give me some meaning. I have no meaning. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Mm. What, what do we do from here? Okay. Well, thanks for listening. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed this brisk episode of The Clappers. I know we've been criticised for going on at length on various topics, so this is a good one for only, you. Only by our partners. What would that be? 26, 27 seconds. <laughs> Fantastic. You should win a prize. Hey, we should win a prize at the podcast awards, you know, for being oh. quick or long, funny or, or not. Or not. Yeah. 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 Why don't we win a prize? I think we tick all we the boxes. We tick all the boxes. Why don't we win a prize? I think we need to. I think we need to work hard and get ourselves nominated before the cutoff date. I think there's think something you need to do with, with yeah. prize nights. Yeah, enter. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. We we yeah. didn't enter, yeah. and that's why we didn't win a prize because we, we. It could be. I would yeah. say it's one of the factors. The, it may not think, be the only I think one. That's an important factor in <laughs> not winning a prize. Is not not entering the. Club. And yet there are people who are entered into unbeknownst to them. Missy Higgins' sister sent whatever that song was, yeah. to Triple J yeah. Unearthed. Yeah. And, you know, she didn't know so about it. So here's a question for my sister. Yeah, what? Yeah. And what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I mentioned this to our um, invisible and absent, um, barely existent producer. And uh, he went, yes, that's right. It's this week. Which one should we do? And I said, oh, I think my mum's calling me and hung up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, uh, that was the end, I think. We didn't... Uh, that was yes. the end of our awards campaign for your consideration. <laughs> that was the end of our campaign, so we're going to have to up it <laughs> for next year. I, I certainly don't think we can dial it back. We're going to have to up that campaign. And one, step one is enter it yep. before the cutoff date. Yep. That's yeah. It's very I important. Think, yeah, I think, And I think that's an important life lesson for everybody. Mm. If there's a cutoff date, you need to get in before the cutoff date. Yep. True. So, yep. cut-off dates. Yes. What was the cut-off date for the Terminator franchise? I don't know anything about <laughs> what you're talking about. It, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I know him. I'll be back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never seen any of those films. Yeah, okay. So, there's a new one. Is there? Yeah, yeah. And Did anybody notice? <laughs> it hasn't opened yet. Well, that's by the time this goes to air, it's open. The cut-off okay, date. It's just open. It might have shut It's again. just open. It may have shut, we but I don't think so. talk about this because it, it may have been shut. terminated. It, it may have be, been terminated, but I don't think yep. so. Okay. I don't think so. Good. No, it's, it's interesting. Like, do we need another Terminator film? Did we ever? Oh, well, we needed the first one. Okay. And, so and we, we definitely one. And we definitely needed the second one. Okay. But after that, it became pretty patchy, it's fair to say. Mm. Um, like The Fast and the Furious. How many of them are there? Uh, Seven? I think we're up to – well, we've now got a spin-off series. So I think oh. we've had eight Fast and mm. Furious films and one uh, pure spin-off. I haven't seen one of them either. Right. Anyway, different different space. Different space. Are they? Yes. Different people. So different. if you like one, you wouldn't necessarily like the other. They both have explosions. There you go. If that is if that is all you're looking for, Jeez, mate, like, <laughs> really splitting hairs. Then you ought to look for a double bill. Thanks. <laughs> anyway, new Terminator film, mm-hmm. and it's it's an attempt to uh, go back to the core. Uh, I suppose you say values, the core storyline and the core characters of the franchise. So Linda Hamilton, who was really the, the star alongside Arnold Schwarzenegger of the first two, uh, is back in mm-hmm. this. And uh, and so is Schwarzenegger. He's back. Mm-hmm. And it's it's pretty good. It's a pretty decent action, you know, sci-fi, time travel, you know, if can, if you go back in time, can you alter the future kind of conundrum thing. Sarah Connor. 
August 29, 1997 was supposed to be Judgment Day. But I changed the future. Saved three billion lives. Enough of a resume for you? No. You may have changed the future, but you didn't change our fate. does my head in a little bit whenever I think about it too hard. Um, I, I, there are points at which I'm sure you could just tug and the whole thing it would logically yes. unravel. So I have, a, I have a trick, which is to not think too hard when I'm watching these these kind of movies. If you are a thinker, Carl. If I were. If, if you are or if you were a thinker, mm. if you categorise mm. yourself as one of life's thinkers, then it might be difficult given the amount of – um, starch you consume yes. in your diet of watching I motion my, pictures. I think my synapses have somewhat clagged. Uh, it, it, clagged I, and clogged. I think you've made. I think you've given everybody some really good advice there, and that is <laughs> to not think while watching this film. Well, because when I know what it's like, because I am a thinker also, <laughs> and I find sometimes that I'm thinking while I'm watching something, and you know what that leads to? Of course, that leads to speaking. Yeah. And then I'll start speaking about the various implausibilities or holes or loose threads and it, it may ruin it for others <laughs> or it just may make it impossible to continue. So, yeah, I think you've hit on something, mm. especially as an Australian. We, all of us Australians, have been exhibiting many signs of not thinking over the past couple of years. And I think to continue it into your leisure time and into the world of entertainment is a brilliant idea. Do you? I do. I think you're being sardonic. I am. I'm thinking. I am. You're being sardonic. I am, but yeah. I'm also being serious. Mm, okay. Well, being we'll leave that on the serious. fence for a moment. <laughs> uh, yeah. The great unanswered question posed by this film. Can an can a cyborg age? That's, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger key. hasn't aged. Oh yes, I've he seen has. His face. I've seen oh, the work yes, that's been tight, tight, tight skin he's got there. It is maybe tight, but it's he has definitely aged. There's okay. no question. Well, he's they aged. Could, they, they want, obviously they want him to because they could put makeup on him and make him look the same or do that Will Smith thing. The interesting thing is his character has become marginally more human. Okay. Right, so he has developed some human characteristics. He has evolved, mm-hmm. so which which is uh, an, an interesting proposition. See, that's something I wouldn't be thinking about. <laughs> and as I said, thinking leads to speaking, and here well, you are talking about this thing that you shouldn't. Have no, no. Okay, about. so so the whole premise of the mm. the Terminator world is machine learning, right? The the you create artificial intelligence. Okay. It then it then takes its own decisions. Okay. It decides the greatest threat to the planet is mm-hmm. humanity. True. Therefore, wipe out humanity, right? So that's okay. that's the, really the starting proposition. Okay. Yeah? Right. Um, and so the idea that a machine in the form of a Terminator yeah. could develop, could actually acquire human characteristics mm. is not quite as fanciful mm. as it might seem. Mm. So I quite, I quite like that element of okay. it. Yeah. But the idea that he could develop human characteristics such as, you know, cellular degeneration mm. <laughs> is mm. perhaps mm-hmm. a little more fanciful. Mm-hmm. But anyway. So is that going to get in the pit way for, for the, the people who aren't thinking while watching this film? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. Oh, well, or it may. People are shallow. Like you would 
Hollywood spoke about re- regarding Renee Zellweger and her uh, changed appearance. People might be the only thing that people talk about when they're on Rotten Tomatoes um, typing up their little reviews is Arnold's face. It may well be that's that's the thing that people talk about. It's That's completely different. I've got to say it's different. Yes, he's aged. Mm-hmm. It's not about the fact that he's aged. What what is he doing in the movies? He's an he's an he's older too character. Old to be in the movie, no, yeah. it, which was the tenor of the Renee Zellweger discussion mm-hmm. back in okay. two thousand and sixteen or fourteen uh, to sixteen, whatever. Uh, uh, this is kind of machine age. Okay, right, All right. So it's about the the nerds. logic. It's about the nerds out there, <laughs> and they of which, thankfully, I'm not one. Which you're clearly, <laughs> clearly, clearly not. not clearly one. not. No one would nerd. ever accuse you of being a nerd, which is not uh, neither here nor there. No offence to the nerds out there. Okay, I've been called one myself, so you know. So yeah, Terminator, Dark Fate. It does what it does pretty well. And if you enjoy that kind of thing, as some of us who don't think while watching movies apparently do, it's not a bad effort. Damned with faint praise. Mm. I can see you're very upset. I'm going to help you protect the girl. When this is all over, I am going to kill you. I understand. I've been watching a program called Sensitive Skin, which I produced by the Cancer Council. No, oh, I'm I'm sure there's there's a reason for this title. Uh, it's about a woman called Davina Jackson. Mm. Well, I tell you, I think I've only just realised it's about a woman called Davina Jackson, and you may think this is typical of my sex, but uh, the first, it's, there are two people who are the main characters: husband and wife, Davina and Al. And I thought it was going to be about Al. I thought this TV series was about because all the jokes are around Al. Al is a is it a comedy? Yeah, comedy drama. Right. So it's really funny. I'm I have to pause it sometimes because I'm laughing so much. Right. But there is there is tragedy and serious things that happen. It's only two seasons, based on an English one of the same name. I think star Joanna Lumley. Okay, so okay. this is sensitive American? skin. It's Canadian. 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 Okay. Don McKellar plays Al and Kim Cattrall plays Davina. People may remember Kim Cattrall from a show. I, th- I get the prepositions sex wrong. Sex and. It's sex and, isn't it? I was, not I sex, sex in. in. No, sex and. Nor sex of. Yeah. No. Uh, or on. And I, I remember that show and I can remember there was a time when – uh, if 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 you did criticise a show about vapid female shoppers talking about shoes and getting drunk every night, and you criticised that show, you would be roundly criticised for your misogyny. And I was not a fan of this show. You bloody misogynist! Yeah, well, yeah, it, it was a waste of time, space, energy, and money. But a lot of people liked it. <laughs> Great, fair enough. Um, but honestly, just the most venal and corrupt. Versions of allegedly successful women on television I can't think of in a 20th century drama. I mean, we can go back to... Uh, I, I would suggest you, you watch a little more TV drama. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe well, on Netflix true. in particular. I never, I never watched uh, The Bold and the Beautiful or Knott's Landing yeah, or Dallas or, you know... I'm, there's I'm, a rich tapestry I'm of sure there, I'm what sure you're there is. I'm sure there is. I 
just in my, you know, yeah. I did I did watch a couple of episodes, you know, and I actually know a couple of women who loved this show but was so ashamed that they would never wa- talk about it. So they'd be in a room full of people talking about it and they'd be just stum, arms folded, nothing. <laughs> and they would watch it privately and secretly. The very definition of a guilty pleasure. I know. I know, right? So anyway, this show has Kim Cattrall doing a, a great job. You may have only known her from Porky's and Sex and the city, but she's in this. And she's a woman who is grappling with midlife, middle-aged, and wondering about her purpose and the purpose of her marriage and what she's up to and what she's doing and why she's doing it. And she's unhappy and pensive. Her husband is a, shall we say, lifestyle pop culture columnist for a popular newspaper slash weekend magazine and the first episode starts with him and a boxed set of Anne Murray's work that he has to listen all the way through and it's killing him all right and it's uh, hilarious can i can i just yeah. do a little footnote here do, yeah my favorite depiction mm. on tv mm. of a columnist mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. is in the channel 7 series 800 words which ran mm-hmm. for three seasons mm-hmm. it's a co-pro between australia and new zealand right and it was about a australian guy who basically goes to new zealand mm-hmm. and He's raising his two kids on uh, the proceeds of one column a week, one mm-hmm. 800-word column a week. Yep. Now, I don't know in what alternative okay, economic yep. universe yep. 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 that yep. is yep. possible. So, yeah, I see what, what you're getting at. Uh, so I, quite, people, I quite enjoyed the show, these, but I, I had this fundamental mm-hmm. problem with it. It was like, what are they paying him, $8 a word? <laughs> so they've just moved out of their expansive country uh, state style place into what their um, whinging man baby of a son calls a cyber loft, which has no furniture and is white and just looks like the most austere, fearsome vision of the future in an area of an unnamed Canadian city surrounded by similar um, brand new uh, apartment loft townhouse developments. And it it looks miserable. And there's a lot of interesting social commentary. It's funny, like I say, the uh, husband, Al, uh, is is self-obsessed about his career. He wants to do serious think pieces instead of, you know, lifestyle, good weekend nonsense. You know, he, um, sorry, no offence. Um, I didn't mean to say good weekend. It was the first one that came to my head. I'm sure every newspaper has one of those. Uh, and he gets his chance. He gets his chance to be a serious columnist. <sighs> Something terrible happens to him and I'm at the point in the series where I don't know which way it goes. And so it's worth – I'm, I'm going to get back and find out where he goes because he's a really important part of this series, I think, even though as the episode goes on and you see his wife starting to have affairs with various different men that kind of cross into her life. At, she works at an art gallery and it, it's – but she – you can see she's on the one hand struggling with the morality of it, but at the same time, like, why the hell not, you you know, um, mm. I'm getting to that point. You know, and no man finds me attractive. You know, so it's a it's a it's a very interesting set of struggles and, and ethical conundra that that she faces. The son is hilarious. He's furious at his parents because he has no sperm and he blames them and because he can't father a child and he has this little dog and he's just spoilt and angry and whiny and it's it's very funny. Uh, Al is something of a hypochondriac and so he goes to a doctor who is a complete con artist played by Elliot Gould who, oh, how long have you had that? 
I've not seen that before. Do you always twitch your eye like that? And then this whole syndrome comes up and he needs to have banks and banks of tests and it's very funny. Um, But there is tragedy in this and uh, it's only two seasons. So Don McKellar, I like. He has a very strange, dry approach. He made a film called Last Night that I thought came out in 2000 but the the computer says it's 1999 about the last night on Earth. The Earth is going to end at midnight. No one really says why or how but everyone's accepted it and it just follows different people on how they plan to or, or, or do spend their last night on Earth. It's a really interesting film. And this is funny. It sounds like the plot of These Final Hours, the Australian film that came out a few years back. Okay, it could, could well be. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't even I know. I haven't seen Last I Night. I should oh, it it's good. Mm. It's really good. And, and it was, it, it, I don't even know if it got released here, but SBS did have it, they show it a few times in, you know, on, before yeah. the internet streaming, on, just on television. It was really good. Um, he has a very interesting style of acting. Like I say, Kim Tr- Cattrall is great. The other actors, they're, they're, there's just a lot of comic potential in the idea of and the ideas around this guy who's really at his age he really should have made a somewhat more of a success of himself than he has if that's what he what he wants you know and uh, so a question for you yeah yeah it, it's Canadian but yeah. is it set overtly in Canada? Does Canada get to play itself? Well, I believe that they're driving on the correct side of the road. And do they do that in Canada? I believe they do. I'm pretty sure they do. I'd be surprised. Well, maybe they don't. Um, <laughs> I don't think anybody says, here in Canada, you know, we drive on this. I don't know. Do, does anybody say, you know, how long will it take me to get that a boot an hour? No, 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 no. There's no. There's no That's disappointing. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the John McKellar's character is definitely Canadian. Yeah. You know. Hey, I don't you, think Don McKellar can help it. No. When you hear it in his voice. Yeah. Uh, he says a boot. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, he has a jag. Such a bad. Oh, it's awful. The the jags you get over there are <laughs> just. <laughs> stop, oh stop, stop. God. Oh, it was a simple like question. Ugly Ford. It was a simple so, yeah, question. You do know it's Canada because of the kind of jag that he drives, which just <laughs> makes you weep. I don't know what they're, they're thinking now. I mean, they still look like Fords now with a, a big cat on the front of them. God, they used to make the most beautiful cars so, in the world, you know? It it may be Canada and yeah. it may not no, be No, 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 it's definitely Canada. I'm gonna, Does I'm anybody gonna, say here in Canada? Does anybody say I here in remember. Toronto or Vancouver or wherever the hell anybody, they are? As they do in, in every other film when they're in, in Vienna, you know, Harry, here, here in, in Vienna. Vienna. <laughs> <laughs> the Austrians I mean, have a saying for you, things you like You never this. see a film set in New York where somebody does not mention New York, right? No. Uh, or there's some indicator no, no, no. or there's a skyline that tells you New York. I agree with you. I yeah. agree with you. I, I'm going but, to say... But Canada, yeah. right, the Canadian cities almost always play American cities. Okay. So, but in fact, most often they play mm. New York. I'm going to say enough. that it's it's in Canada mm. and that the people there are in Canada. Ah! Ah, here we go. Kim Cattrall was, in the according to the show, <laughs> in, in the story of the show, was once beautiful. Right. And was a model and an actress in the States. Right. So she says, she runs into an old school yeah. chum. Yeah. Oh, how oh, it's you. It's lovely to see. Oh, you were so beautiful. Oh, what have you been doing? What have you been up to? Oh, well, you know, I did model and I was acting in the United States. Or right. words to that effect. Yeah. Suggesting that we were in a place that was not, not the, the contiguous, contiguous uh, United States of these United States of America. Mm, mm. So I feel that we have established. She didn't say, I was acting for a while in here, the United <laughs> States. I feel that we have exhausted the patience of the listener. <laughs> 
and and I, I pity the man who has to edit this discussion. Oh no no no! I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna run this. This will be our entry for the podcast awards. Just like this this bit, just uh, a section, just oh, a section talking no, about Canada. No, okay. Yes, and in, in honour of Canada, yeah. you may have noticed that I'm wearing uh, the double denim today. Well, I noticed that you've brought the double denim today, but it's a sweltering little well, it's hot sweltering box in, in the studio this here. This is like but I was on the River Kwai. I was wearing here, it outside. Know. Yeah, I, as I, I was did, being beaten okay. by Japanese guards. Yes, walking down the street. I, I was that. wearing my, yeah. uh, and I say in honour of Canada because the double because denim is known as the Canadian tuxedo. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I like it. Good, good stuff. It? Good yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's great that you can come prepared for something that you don't need to be prepared. That's, that's what preparation is. That is what preparation that's, is. That's the definition <laughs> of preparation, being prepared for something that you don't need to be prepared for. Being prepared for the for. unpredictable. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so it's on uh, Netflix, I think. Netflix. If it's not, it's on the other one. But sensitive skin. Andrew, briefly, I have a confession. I love confessions. Yeah. Okay. Um, we just bought a new car. Okay. Yeah. All right. What? What? It's not. It's not exciting. Got, it's not exciting. Uh, no, but it's always interesting. Mm. A couple of things I have to mm. ask you about this new car. Mm. It, this might be a surprise to you. This first question. Go on. What's happening with the other car? Trade it in. Trade it in yeah. to the people that you bought the yeah. new car from. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Were, were you satisfied? No, of course not. No, okay. No, no. All right. I mean, which I think is as you'd expect. Yeah. Right? I, yeah. 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 I've, yeah, not, yeah. I've not done that before. I gave away a car. Right. Well, I, th- I, I think so did we. <laughs> so did we. The very first car I bought brand new, I gave away my – I just felt like I was being – Really um, taken advantage of, yeah, shall yeah, we yeah. say? Yeah. In, yeah. Well, I think in that's polite that, language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's how I would characterise. It's another phrase people normally use <laughs> for that experience, but we'll just say taken advantage of. I uh, I would characterise the experience along similar lines. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But this is this is the the end result of a very long process. Uh, See, I, I said briefly. I'm changing. That. I'm not. I'm not telling the whole story. No. 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 I not, want the whole story. No, no, I don't no. want. I don't. I don't want know the, that want everybody know wants to hear that. The, okay. So anyway, yep. my wife wanted to – she's going like, oh, the car has become unreliable. The mechanic keeps saying it's going to start costing an arm and a leg. Okay. And I, they, I, they do say that? Yeah, yeah. Of course they do. Uh, and uh, in, interestingly though, mm-hmm. if you get, get a new car that's covered by the manufacturer's warranty, the mm-hmm. mechanic's not going to see it, right, because mm-hmm. it's going to go to elsewhere. So there's no upside of the mechanic saying you need to get a new car. No. Not for them personally. No. No. So anyway, mechanic's saying it's going to going to When they go you. down to the lodge that night though – Yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll collect their slice. Oh, yeah. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> the car dealer's Masonic Lodge. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, like, it's going to cost oh, – this is going to go, this is going to go. It's going to be a couple of thousand bucks every time. And so, I'm running the figures going, well, you yeah, know, okay. So, this car, we've had it for 10 years. You know, we paid this for it. Mm-hmm. That's amortized over the 10 years. So, going forward, it'll cost a couple of thousand bucks a year in these additional new costs plus the regular on blah, blah, blah. So it'll be maybe three $3,000 a year to keep it on the road. Right? I'm going to say four. Okay, whatever. Uh, buy sure a new it's... car. Buy a new car, mm-hmm. right? And you you are going to depreciate it at, at least 10%, probably 15% every year. If, yeah. it's, if it's, say, a $50,000 yeah. car, looking at yeah. a big seven-seater kind of thing. You know, you're looking at- It's not a car. No, it's not a car. It's a truck. It's a bus. I don't know what it is. Um, you're looking at seven to 8000 but plus you've still got servicing costs and so on, et cetera. Mm. So I'm going, clearly, it makes more sense to keep the existing car. It, it does. I agree. And the other thing as well, that to, to depending on when and how and who you bought the car from, they do offer quite 
lengthy seven-year period of uh, warranty yeah. now, a lot of car, almost zero interest on finance and uh, a cap, a, a free servicing for X amount of years and a cap. I don't so think it's free. I think it's capped servicing. Okay. Yeah, it's not free servicing. No, there is a, there is a, a place. Oh. That, but okay. but I think it might be one of the, the less prestigious brands, one that you would never look at, I'm sure. I'm no, gonna... we, we bought a less prestigious brand. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we drove out to the dealership on the weekend because I, I basically it got to the point you know it's a very, it's a truck the Volvo <laughs> we were driving a Volvo mate that had the turning circle of the MCG it was like <laughs> I've seen I've even sat in that vehicle, yeah so, so I know the one you speak so of. eventually it was like my wife is just like I just don't feel good getting in this car anymore I think it's going to break down when I'm going somewhere and I'm going oh look you're yeah. being you're being irrational but you know what. I don't care enough. All right, let's do it. Let's go and do it. So walked away. Cars, you know, it's going to be all right. Pick it up on Wednesday, yeah. right? Um, and then the next day, so you drive home. Drive drive home in the bus, and the next <laughs> the next day, my wife goes out into the country, take my my daughter off somewhere, and on the way back, yeah. the car practically died. <laughs> This is the old car. This is the one we're getting oh, yeah, rid of. No, I'm with you, right. yeah. And as she got home, like really, really late, yeah. and saying couldn't go above sixty kilometers per hour because the engine's whining. Well, I don't know what's wrong with it. Did, I just okay. went, okay, you win, you win. Mm. <laughs> it was mm. it was the right decision. Sure. Ah. Did the RACV come and? No, no, it, it kept going. Oh, okay. It didn't oh. stop, but it mm. just mm. kind of went. Okay, mm. so you think you can just trade me? You really mm. think you can get rid of me that mm. easily? Anthropomorphizing yeah. the motor yeah. car. People do that a lot. Yes. People do that a lot. <laughs> the only joy that you get from buying a brand new car, if you've bought a good one, because there are some that aren't, mm. you know, if you've done your research and you've, you know what you're doing, the good thing about spending all that money and then watching it just disappear every day is that the car's not going to break down. Yeah. And if by chance something strange happens to it, then it's – up to them to sort it out for the next seven years. So it's it's that there is some something in that, especially anyway. if you're getting out of the town all the time. Cars, schmars, cars are really interesting, and we should do next episode of the Clappers. We'll be talking all about cars, <laughs> cars past, present, and future. I think I've I think I've said everything I can possibly say or want to say about cars in the all last right. few minutes. Okay. That's it. Well, that was briefer than I would have hoped, but then. It offered so much less than I had hoped. <laughs> I watched a show called The Politician. Yes. I've there, heard about it but not yet seen there's it. There's been – Ample criticism of this show mm. from the critics. Mm. They do like to criticise. Mm. That's what they do. That's it's critical why to their critics, roles. Yes. And I'm happy for them to do so. Mm. The inverted commas creator of this show has created lots of other successful shows. His name's Ryan Murphy. He's created yep. Glee, mm. Nip Tuck, and Feud. Other, okay, Feud, which I thought was magnificent. It I was could great. watch that three times. Yeah. I loved it. Uh, so. One of the it's, it's shows is set amongst some very wealthy kids at high school. The main character, Peyton, he has decided that he wants to be president of the United States. And his way of achieving that, again, you don't want to think too much about this, is that he has to go to Harvard because that's where all the presidents go, which, of course, isn't true. He decides the only way. Some of them have come from Yale. Yeah. Clearly. A lot of them have come from Yale. <laughs> uh, 
he decides that Harvard needs to be the place for him. Now, he's from a very wealthy family. He could just buy his way in, but he doesn't want to because in the future when they're looking back on his early start as a youth, he doesn't want to be exposed as someone who bought his way you know, in or out of anything. He has to get there on his own merit. So he, he, he's bright. He's does it does well at school, but he needs to be the president, the class president that's going to cinch it for him. And there's a lot of dealing and skullduggery and backbiting and uh, it's been criticised as a very mean, nasty, vapid and shallow program where all the characters are horrible and... It has an 85% approval rating from the audience right. on Rotten Tomatoes, which means the people like this uh, type of thing. I was going to say that sounds like most yeah. of the teen-oriented mm. yeah. stuff yeah. on Netflix. It is. It's Pretty it, Little it, Liars, Riverdale, yeah. Gossip Girl. I mean, mm. it's exactly that's what that's they exactly, do. That's exactly right. And so it's like it's an odd thing to, to criticise a show for doing what it is that those shows do. Gwyneth Paltrow is in it. Finally, there is a role for Gwyneth Paltrow to be Gwyneth Paltrow, and it's hilarious. You, I would never have thought I'd say this, but it seems that Gwyneth Paltrow does have an irony bone, yeah. and she uses it to great uh, power and strength in this. You know, Goop is just one giant jape, don't you? Yeah, it's just a big joke. <laughs> insert, insert on, on us. <laughs> insert crystal here. Uh, so it's. Funny. It's in. It's not that interesting. Uh, f- like the OC, following a bunch of spoiled rich white kids around. <laughs> but there's a couple of interesting things. Jessica Lang plays uh, uh, an aunt, grandma, mum. I'm not quite sure the relationship to a girl who has this terrible uh, cancer that she's dying from, right. and is clearly using this girl to get free meals in restaurants and to, to gain all kinds of. They live. They don't live well. I think they live in a trailer. All kinds of great things for themselves. And there's a battles to who can have her as their running mate because you know she uh, she's great great vice president you know a girl in a wheelchair with cancer and something turns out about that 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 is interesting and humorous Uh, the other runner against Peyton is a a, a young man in his class I think or or in his school who's a sporty jock type guy who Peyton who isn't gay has been having sex with though Peyton also has a girlfriend because you have to be married to be the president so you know there's a lot of stereotypes jocks and gays and 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 you know um prim housewife type stereotypes it's it's not it's not as funny as sensitive skin but it's it's just interesting to see a, a, another package like that and see where where it's being taken to. It's if he managed to last through an episode and and you know it's more of the same. Uh, it's you may feel like you've wasted the hour, but but I I, I I would suggest that in the right frame of mind it can be an enjoyable hour. When I say right, okay, I don't mean that you're wrong if you're not in that frame. But if you're in a frame of mind that can allow yourself this type of entertainment, then I think I think it might be a pleasurable way to beguile an hour or so. Echoes of election? I never saw that. I just saw a no. bit of it and it was too scary. Like, too much for me. I couldn't, I couldn't watch it. I really, really couldn't watch it. I don't think there are echoes of election. Okay. Um, there is some shocking violence in the first episode that you set yourself up thinking, okay, it's going to be this and this is going to happen. This is going to happen as, as any person who has forgotten to turn off their thinking does. And then, oh, oh, that changes things, I think. I wasn't expecting that. 
oh, wow, that really happened. And so that dominates your thinking that you should have turned off mm. for the next episode or two. So, you know, I'm not going to say anything, but like I say, if you're in the right frame of mind, I think you could enjoy it. Oh, Carl, I think you should definitely watch it. You will enjoy it. You'll enjoy it. It'll give you fuel. Okay. I need fuel. Oh, now you've got that big car you do. <laughs> <laughs> that is the end of this episode of The Clappers. You can like us. You can uh, go to our Facebook page, of course. You can share with your friends your like and love for this podcast in the usual method. Make sure you do wherever you get your podcasts. 